Good evening, and welcome to tonight's teleconference with Georgia head coach Kirby Smart. Coach, before we turn it over for questions, if you could please make a brief opening statement regarding your preparation in the transition period between the playoff semifinal and national championship game. Yeah, I would like to open with uh, compliments to the Tournament of Roses um, committee. They did a tremendous job hosting us. Uh, it was a great event. Um, it's my second time being involved in the Rose Bowl. They they do just an impeccable job of uh, treatment of our team and hosting us. Um, our transition has occurred uh, kind of through the night. We were able to fly back uh, last night after the game and uh, took some time getting out of LAX and uh, got back into Atlanta and got the buses back over to Athens and um, got a little nap in and then back to work today and uh, beginning on what I know and respect. It's a really good football team in Alabama and looking forward to an opportunity to play for a national championship in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. And I think it says a lot about our conference and the uh, competitive nature of it for two teams to come together and, and, and to play that are from the same conference and have uh, put themselves in a situation to do something really special. So our team's really excited um, a very emotional game last night, which concerns me, and talked to the players immediately afterwards about not burning any more energy or emotion on that game and, 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 and moving on. You know, and uh, Alabama had a little more sound victory, so they, they probably didn't burn quite as much emotion, although I know it was emotional to beat a team that beat them last year. And uh, the focus moving forward will be on preparing for Alabama and what's a, a great program Coach Saban's got. Great, Coach, thank you. Deidre, if you could now place media in the queue for questions. At this time, if you would like to ask a question, simply press star, followed by the number one on your telephone keypad. Again, that is star, followed by the number one on your telephone keypad. And our first question comes from Daniel Utzman with the All-American. Kirby, congratulations on your team's performance yesterday. Um, I wondered about what you might recall from when you first went to work for Nick Saban and got that job uh, all those years ago. Do you remember what was going through your mind at the time and, and how badly you wanted that job? Uh, no, I really don't remember much about that. That's a long time ago. I don't even know. Uh, whatever year it was, I went to LSU, 04 maybe. Um, I'm not really sure. I just remember uh, the interview in Mobile at the Senior Bowl and uh, Coach Muschamp, a good friend of mine, Will, had uh, connected us and uh, we met in the airport and visited and and uh, I had a lot of respect for the program that, that uh, Nick had put together at LSU and I remember I wanted the job but I wanted the job because I was a GA. I didn't want the job because it was Nick Saban. I wanted the <laughs> yeah, job because yeah. I didn't have a job and uh, it was my first uh, you know, career SEC job so it was a great opportunity for me. Was there, is there something about working on a staff under Coach Saban that is different than, than other coaching jobs in college football? Uh, I don't know that there. I don't know that there is. I mean, I don't know. I haven't been on many more staffs. I've been on a couple other yeah. staffs. I've been on a FSU staff, a UGA staff, a Vice State staff, and I think all staffs got great continuity. At least the ones that won. You know, you like each other. Winning, winning makes you happier. So, um, I've been on some some really pleasant staffs because I've been very fortunate to coach at places that that uh, have a chance to win. But I wouldn't say it was like any different than the other the other staffs I've been on. Thank you. And our next question comes from Bill Bender with Sporting News. Hey, Coach. Good afternoon. Um, 
you obviously had a lot of success in state with this recruiting cycle, but I was wondering, you know, what's the biggest difference you've known after this or noticed after this season with with some of those recruits from out of state that are interested in Georgia? Well, I think anytime you get to play on a national stage and get national exposure, it certainly helps. Um, we've got a great brand. Uh, we got Atlanta, Georgia, which is you know seventy miles from our campus, and um, there's a lot of access to the Atlanta airport. So when you start talking about kids that want to play in the SEC, they want to play on the big stage, and they want to be able to get to and from home very easily. There's nowhere better to play than Georgia. Um, so you're you're able to go to Philly and get a Mark Webb or DeAndre Swift, or you're able to go get a, a Jacob Eason or whoever it might be because they want to play on the big stage and they've got great transportation avenues and. It's a great education, too, so we're able to attract some really good students. Thank you, Coach. Deirdre, this is Gina Leahy with the College Football Playoff. I've been disconnected, so we can just go in order of the queue as it is right now. Okay, and our next question comes from Murray Poole with the Bulldog Illustrated. Hey, Kirby. Uh, last night you talked about the defense just didn't play well in the first half, and, and then you go into the second half of the two overtimes and hold that. their offense to actually 10 points, so stupid score, of course, came you know, I don't know, Sonny fumbled the ball, but uh, did you change, did it change anything schematically, uh, get more pressure on Mayfield, or uh, just the guys itself uh, turned up their own intensity to uh, have that good second half and, and overtime period? I think it's a, a combination of what you just mentioned. You know, we got more pressure. Um, we called the game a little more aggressively. Um, I thought the kids tackled a little better. We still didn't tackle real good in the second half, but it was better than we did in the first half. I really just think they settled down. You know, it's hard to put a finger on why they weren't settled early. I know you could say, well, it was the Rose Bowl. Well, it was Baker Mayfield. Yeah, we knew all that. And um, our team, you know, has is, is, got to play big in big moments and uh, can't play what we call rat trap and have uh, mental errors. And I thought in the first half, man, we had a lot of mental errors and just really not uh, – indicative of who we are defensively and I thought they did a much better job of of playing our style of defense and it was not a lot of schematic changes as much as it was getting more comfortable with what uh, Oklahoma was doing. Okay, thank you. And our next question comes from Michael Casagrande with Alabama.com. Hey Kirby, uh, just wondering, this kind of, it's kind of cutthroat work with college football uh, and coaching and is it, is it difficult to maintain the friendships with the coaches you used to work with, like like Nick Saban or anyone else? No, I don't think. In, in, in coaching profession, I think that me personally, the way I was raised and been around coaching is we take care of each other. We take care of each other's kids. We hire them. You know, Coach Saban's hired probably 15 to 20 different coaches' kids that have either worked for him or he knew. And I'm the same way now that I get my opportunities. So, I mean, if anything – we take care of our own. We take care of each other. When coach is out of a job, you try to help him get a job. Um, when he's no longer working for you, you help him out everywhere you can. So the, the cutthroat part is is more for media attention. Maybe you know, maybe maybe you feel that way in recruiting, or you feel that way to beat somebody. Yeah, I mean, you want to win the game for your players and your program. But I mean, it's not personal for me and their staff. I have a lot of friends on their staff. I respect their staff, and. Uh, not really cutthroat to me. The, the 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 competitive nature is to go win, but outside of that, they're good people. Thank you. And our next question comes from Collie Harvey with ESPN. Hi, Coach. How you doing? I just want to ask you. You know, you, you mentioned something there at the top about how concerned you are about the emotions of that game, not letting it bleed into this game. 
What uh, what does I guess make you feel that that your team will be able to respond with the right emotions going into uh, into Tuesday, excuse me into Monday's game? Well, I mean the, the the best way to know is to look at the history of this group. I mean they've they've overcome a lot of obstacles. They've had coaching change during their career. They've overcome that. <laughs> they've uh, embraced what we wanted to do. They've been through a lot of adversity last year, and a lot of this team that is playing this year played last year. And then you look at this year. They've overcome losing a quarterback. They've overcome a lot of adversity. Overcome a big loss on the road, and uh, you know that's that's kind of who they are. So I know they'll handle it the right way. I just think the management of that is really critical. I mean, we're playing a road game in L.A. and then turning around the next week. Within seven days, I mean, you, you think about that. You know, everybody talks about last year, but last year Clemson had nine days. This is a seven-day, really six-day now turnaround um, to play a national championship game, coming off a game in LA. I just, I think when you have one that emotional and you play an extra whatever it was, two periods of overtime, you got to be smart about your team and, and where they are. Uh, just to follow up real quick, uh, how, how do you manage that uh, in that regard with these with these six days now? Well, you, you emphasize rest, recovery. You emphasize what we talk about all the time is, is getting your sleep, getting your dark hours, getting off your phone. A lot of our kids on social media, getting recovery, going to treatment, getting extra time to watch tape and, and spend it. You know, we're starting school this week, too. So that's a, that's, a, that's another deal on top of our, our kids that they get to deal with. So when you start dealing with a lot of outside influences on your kids' time, you got to be smart as a coach and, and understand you got to get the most out of them, but we got to be smart with our practice time and our recovery time. Thanks so much, Coach. And our next question comes from Donald Hunt with the Philadelphia Tribune. Yes, uh, Coach, how you doing? This is Donald Hunt from the Tribune. And just like to have you talk a little bit about uh, DeAndre Swift from St. Joe's Prep, who has been able to get on the field and, and do some things for you this year. Yeah, what an unbelievable kid! First of all, he he is a um, from a wonderful family. Um, their, their family is, is is unbelievable. Great, great two parents that have really raised him the right way. He's a very humble kid. He's come in and embraced the role of being on special teams, of being a, a utility back. That's done a lot of different things. He's really bright. Um, he's probably got the best hands on the team. And uh, you combine that with a really great low center of gravity, and, and, and you, you got yourself a good ball player. And uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with, in my opinion, in the SEC for a long time because he's he's such a competitive kid and he's done really well in school as well. So we're proud of him and and think that you know coming from where he came from, that school system up there did a great job with him, one of the most prestigious schools there is in the country. Yeah, now just a quick follow up. You mentioned Mark Webb and uh, talk a little bit about him because he was a great player coming out of Archbishop Wood here in Philly. Yeah, you know, Mark Mark was probably one of the most talented guys we signed in this class early on. He was making some plays at, at wide out early in camp, and we lost two corners to injury, and we, we, we really had to move him over to corner, and he's done a great job there. He hasn't got to play as much as I know he would like to, but he's going to be a really good football player. We're excited about him. He's playing on special teams. He's tough. He's competitive, good tackler. So um, we're excited about where he's at. Okay, thanks a lot, Coach. Really appreciate it. And our next question comes from Jason Butt with Macon Telegraph. Hey, Kirby. Um, I'm just wondering, with, with your guys having to spend a, a whole week out on West Coast time, just what do you do as a coach to uh, get them 
adjusted and, and reacclimated to uh, you know being three hours ahead on the uh, you know on the time scale. Well, there's no real good way to do it. I mean, we encouraged them while they were out there to kind of try to stay around central time if they could because go to bed a little bit earlier, get up a little bit earlier so that the transition coming back wouldn't be real bad. And, uh, of course, a lot of our guys were getting tired early in the night, so they wanted to go to bed earlier, you know, and their bodies were naturally getting up earlier. So if you just let that flow happen and you remain a little bit neutral, it's not as big a transition when you get back. So we're hoping today they get some rest and recovery. Um, a lot of emotion spent last night, and you know you have a lot of adrenaline after a game like that. So it's not it's not easy to go straight to bed. It's not as easy to say, "Hey, sleep it off on the plane." So we're trying to get them plenty of rest today and allow us to to do some game planning and then get them back, and we'll go back to work um, tomorrow to get, get ready for a big game. And um, a couple of housekeeping items. Um, What's Charlie Warner's status with the uh, leg injury? And uh, can you confirm Dan Lanning hired as uh, outside linebackers after uh, the playoff is over? Uh, yeah, on Charlie Warner, um, still not not sure the verdict on yet. It is a lower leg, but we don't you know we don't know the extent of anything more than that right now. Uh, and then yeah, I can confirm the hiring of uh, Dan Lanning. He'll be replacing uh, Kevin Shears, one of our assistant coaches, um, after the bowl game or the national championship game. Thanks. And our next question comes from Kirk Bowles with the Austin American Statesman. Kirby, I wonder if you'd address the perception the SEC was down this year. Do you agree with that, or maybe it was just a really top-heavy conference? Yeah, you know, I don't like getting into that subject. I think it's a it's a matter of opinion. I'm not the expert at that because I don't watch all the other conferences. You know, I had the fortune of watching Big 12 conference because I had to go through all the Oklahoma film and prepare for that. But how can I be an expert on the conferences that I don't watch play? I will speak on the behalf of the SEC that I think that it's extremely difficult week in, week out, because you've got really good teams and everybody points to the fact that you know, they beat up on each other, and there's more parity, you know, outside of what Alabama's been able to do. There's been more parity in our conference in recent years. Um, I put our conference up against anybody's, and I'm not doing that um, braggingly. I just believe in that. I believe that there's good coaches in this league. I think there's really good programs in this league, and it's not to knock another league. I just think top to bottom, it's one of the toughest conferences to live and survive in week in and week out. But that's just a matter of opinion. And as far as uh, coaching with Nick Saban for as many years as you did, you have to know his tendencies and strategies probably as well as anybody that that goes up against him. Where would that maybe be an advantage for you, uh, either in preparation or during the game on Monday? Yeah, I don't know that that's an advantage. You know, his tendencies and his strengths are recruiting really good players that are really big and really fast, and then you have to block them. Okay, and you or you have to be able to uh, run the ball against them, or you have to be able to defend the wideouts and the quarterback. I mean, it comes down to a lot more than his tendencies because his tendencies are are very similar to uh, a lot of good coaches: smart, good decisions, protect the ball, play great defense, kick your butt on special teams. I mean, there's not a lot of tendencies that he has that are just going to be groundbreaking to allow us a benefit. The bottom line is our players got to go out and we got to play a really good football game um, to stay with these guys. And the last question, uh, Nick told us earlier this afternoon that he, he wouldn't necessarily want two weeks between semifinals and finals, but 
given the the travel, especially in, in the off term, maybe an extra day might be in order. Uh, how do you see that going forward? Is six days or seven days just too little? Yeah, you know, uh, it's 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 probably a moot point now, but I do think that uh, you deal with a hand you're dealt, and I think that in the future it would be advantageous or it'd be smart to at least look into. Because I think last year was more realistic. You know, the nine days that I was told they had between games, that makes sense. You're dealing with travel mm-hmm. from all over. It's a little different. You know, I don't know the reasons for why it ended up like it did this year, but we've, we've known that all along. So, you know, it, it hurt right. as much the preparation for Oklahoma as it did this game mm-hmm. because we had to be prepared for the turnaround. You know, we were we were planning things out for this week, even last week, which is tough, really mm-hmm. tough mentally on a coach because you, you never want to look past anybody. But we had no choice. But to do that, or um, it, it makes it it makes it really tough. And uh, I know it's probably a little easier on the other two being in New Orleans, but it's tough on anybody. It's tough on these players, you know. And you add in the fact that that we, we start school earlier than anybody in the country this week, and a lot of those other schools are not going back to school, so they'll be, you know, they won't have classes. They'll be able to have the kids over there all day, and we got kids taking classes. Rain for for your players, and and I'm just wondering. There's been a season's worth of uh, bucket list bucket list items this year, from Notre Dame to uh, Rose Bowl, winning the SEC championship. How is uh, how is your emotional tank these days? Oh, I'm good. I was ready to get out of there as soon as the game was over. I mean, I was running across the field as fast as I could to shake his hand so I could leave because I'm uh, I'm ready to get back. So, I mean, I'm emotionally, I'm excited about the opportunity. You know, you can coach a long time and not get opportunities like this. And uh, I've been blessed to be part of games of this magnitude and nature before. Obviously, never as a head coach, but I know that every minute and every second counts. And that's what's important to me. And I want to make sure these players understand that because a lot of them don't. They don't understand that, you know, 20 minutes with a with the media, 45 minutes waiting on a bus or you know, two hours waiting in traffic, those all add up when you start adding them. And that, that's that's what's important to me is to lead these young men in the right direction so they have the best opportunity at success that they can have. Thanks. Yep. Coach, we really appreciate your time tonight and look forward to seeing you soon in Atlanta. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it.